Welcome to episode eight of the Ajit Patel Show. My name is Ajit Patel, and as you can see, I am in a different location again. I'm actually back at my childhood home. Ch childhood home? Mm, that term seems a little strange. Uh, let's say my family's house, my, my parents' house. I don't know. I need to Google that shit. Anyways, I'm back at the home that I grew up in, in the actual room that I grew up in, and it's completely changed. Like, you know how on TV series and different sitcoms you see like, oh, the child left and now uh, they turned his or her room into a gym. I never thought that would happen to me, but that's essentially what came to be. So in here, instead of a gym, they have a big old closet that houses all the Indian outfits. And then over here we have a Murphy bed. And I definitely felt some type of way. And even when I come home, sometimes I'm just like, damn, bro, you know, like what, what happened to quote unquote my room? Am I being too sensitive? Anyways, I'm back at home this week for a wedding. Um, I am recording this after the wedding, so I do get to talk on it a little bit, but it was a great time. One last time, I will give a shout out to my friend, friends, Sim and Aman. My first Punjabi Sikh wedding, and it was beautiful, bro. Like the simplicity in it was amazing. Like I've been to a lot of weddings and, you know, it's always over the top, right? You see all this decor, a bunch of flowers, the seating, the the part the kind of the overhead part that they have to put above the fire um all very elaborate this one was hosted at a gurdwara i want to make sure i'm saying that correctly and i've never been to one before it really reminded me of the old hindu temples i went to actually not temples just one particular hindu temple i went to back in rugby which is in london uh the small town that my dad grew up in and it's just like you enter you sit on the carpet guys on one side, girls on the other side. At the Gurdwara, it was just like um, bride side, groom side. So it wasn't guys, girls. But it really reminded me of that where you just walk in, everyone sitting on the carpet, the person up, like there's like a, not a band, but the three people that are playing instruments up top. And then maybe someone kind of like doing the rituals along with the prayers. Um, and they both look great. And they just, you know, walked in and it's almost like because there's nothing else to look at, nothing that aesthetic, all of your attention is just on bride and groom. And so then that made me think like, damn, you know, like maybe this is going to be a bigger trend where you start seeing more of these traditional things come into play. So then that becomes a focal point and less of the uh, grandeur of the wedding decor. Um, but that's just a random piece for me. The wedding was awesome, and the one thing that's so hard to deal with here in Texas, and everyone knows this shit, it's just the freaking heat, bro. Like, I was showering at least twice a day. On reception night, there was a point where I was just like, I know I smell bad. And that's the worst feeling. You know, when you're like, I definitely smell bad. And if you can smell it on yourself, it, it just gets in your head and then you're just like, damn, bro, I know when I'm talking to like other uncles and aunties or if I'm talking to the groom's parents, the bride parents, they can smell this shit on me. And then that's like a reflection and blah, blah, blah. It's just such a hassle. Like you have to at least take two to three showers a day when you're in Texas. Um, overall, though, you know, I'm still kind of recovering. You may kind of hear it in my voice, but I've been screaming a bunch like a madman. And then obviously the drinking part, <laughs> it's just, it's a party for five days, right? Like you're going hard from Wednesday to Saturday night and it's just not sustainable. Like on Sunday, you get to this point where you just feel nothing but fogginess. You just get to this point of fogginess where you don't even know like 
how to even think correctly. You're just like, okay, is it time to drink again? And look, I know this sounds very alcoholic, but it's just what it is. And I know other people feel the same sentiment. And that Sunday, you get this feeling of freedom again, where you're just like, I get to be by myself. I just want to go home, take a good shower, get in bed, watch some TV, eat maybe something a little bit relatively more healthy, and then get back into routine. And then Monday and Tuesday come along, and then you hit this feeling of like, it's pretty much like depression where you're just like, damn, you know, like I've just been injecting myself with so much dopamine for the past four to five days. I got my downtime and now it's gone until let's say the next wedding. Or if you live in the same town as your friends, then you do kind of get that back much faster. But from Wednesday to Saturday, you're seeing your friends, you're drinking, you're hanging out with them, laughing, doing all this. And then Sunday, you know, you get a little breather, but it doesn't come back on Monday. And that's the part where it's just like, damn, bro, like these weddings, like they're a roller coaster. And I guess that's what also makes them so much more special because it's that time that everyone can finally come back together again for a span of four to five days. And geez, that's a long time, right? But overall, just a great time. Like, can't complain. My, I was lucky enough to have my whole family there. So my parents were invited. My sister and brother-in-law were there and they got to bring their kid, like, well, one of the two kids and... I thought they had fun. And if you can make that happen, if you can balance like, you know, like attending to your family, giving them some attention, and then also balancing out the attention you're giving your friends, in addition to making sure the groom's happy and the bride's happy and their families, you can't complain. So overall, great wedding. Um, excited to hang out with them soon, hopefully. And let's get into the show. So the first thing I want to talk about is Usher. Usher actually got the, most recently he got the, Super Bowl halftime performance for 2024. And this actually did catch me by surprise. Like I knew he was performing again with his residency in Las Vegas, but holy shit, I actually did not see this coming. Like I do have a theory that if this whole and here we go again, I'm about to talk about Taylor Swift, so please forgive me, but this whole Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey saga, is it a saga? Cuz there's not like there's drama in it. So anyways, if the whole Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey thing happened before the Usher announcements was made. I wonder if the NFL would have pushed for Taylor Swift to be the halftime performance. Because right now I think, and and at first I thought this was just kind of a theory and it didn't make any sense because, you know, people were saying like, oh, Travis Kelsey jerseys. Okay, so first I should explain this. Travis Kelsey is a player for the Kansas City Chiefs. Taylor Swift, you know who she is. They are alleged, they're together. And in so, Travis Kelsey has had a huge growth in popularity. Because imagine, you know, you have this massive pop star and all of her fans gravitate towards, oh, if she likes him, then I like him. His jersey sales have gone through the roof. The NFL, like the NFL viewership, I'm positive has gone up quite a bit. Uh, And even during the broadcast, right, it is a focal point. It is a focal point to make sure you put the camera on her during any type of touchdown any type of break, like, oh shit, you know, we need something right now, put the camera on her. And it just gains this massive audience. So in all saying that is like, I wonder if she would have ended up being the halftime show because she's massive, right? The big three that I could see ever, not ever, in current, in today's current day, doing the halftime show, outside of Beyonce, because she's already done it twice now with that whole Coldplay 50 year one, and then by herself, is Drake, and I don't know how that would go over, honestly. 
Bad Bunny, which would be insane, and then Taylor Swift, which would be insane. But not to take any credit away from the greatest that is Usher, I think he has some of the best hits ever. Because I think he was in that pocket of artists during a certain time period that just had hit after hit. Any single song that they made was a banger, right? Those songs that you had to get on LimeWire, FrostWire, download illegally, whatever you had to do to get those songs, it's like a different era. Whether it's 50 Cent, Soldier Boy, Britney Spears, above all of them, I still put Usher there. Britney Spears, I could maybe argue, but Usher is up there, man. And hit for hit, he could probably beat anyone. Yeah, alone. The song, yeah, alone, could be a lot of people's top songs. And if that, not if, that is going to for sure be played next year or at the Super Bowl. And how do you beat that? When Ludacris and Lil Jon come out, that performance will be legendary. The guy, and it's not like he's 40-something and he's like old and he's gained all this weight and all that stuff. Nah, the dude is still sharp as hell. Black don't crack. That man can still move. Everything I've heard, like I've seen clips and stuff from his Vegas residency, sh Vegas residency show, and he still got it. The dude still got it. And so I'm super, super, super excited for him to be at this one. Like he, they, they made, even the promo video was super cool because they used that intro to Confessions where he's on the phone getting a call about um, this girl that he knocked up. So he's just like, oh, what? No, no way. I got that. You know, like, and they turned it into people calling him, telling him that he got the Super Bowl uh, gig. And so it's huge, and I'm super excited. I read somewhere that he was also part of the 2011 Black Eyed Peas performance, which I think was also in Dallas. But from my memory, that show was horrible, the Black Eyed Peas performance. And I don't want that to reflect any, way type of, any type of way on Usher. Once again... This dude is going to be skating around, singing his ass off. Like even the tiny desk he did a year or two ago, that shit blew up. And it's because he is that great. Like the younger people may not know a lot of his songs and they won't really, it won't resonate for them. For my age and older, like even my mom loves Usher. So my age and older, we're going to have that feeling of nostalgia. And even the older people have that feeling of nostalgia. And I think that appealing to that audience versus like getting the Migos in there. Having Usher is so much more impactful. Next year, I could see it being Taylor Swift if this lasts. The NFL page on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, their header picture right now is Taylor Swift. I don't even know if that's true, so don't fact check me. But anyways, moving on, here's some more headlines. So my first story is good old Donald Trump. Um, his trial has begun in New York, and basically the attorney general is seeking at least $250 million in fines, a permanent ban against Trump and his sons, Donald Jr. and Eric, from running business in New York, and a five-year commercial real estate ban against Trump and the Trump Organization. So what this is basically for is him lying about his assets. So let's say I have a $200,000 house and i want to take out a loan for a million dollars instead of telling the bank that i have a two hundred thousand dollar house i'll tell them that i have a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar house and that you know like if i ever default on the loan i can sell my house and repay them back so the bank has confidence that they can give me money 
And this is kind of like the American dream, quote unquote, like living in the red until you get to green. So you like buying a house, right? You never really have, well, most of the time when people buy a house, they're only putting a certain percentage down. So you put down 5%, 3, 3%, 5%, 10%, 20% as the normal term that you hear. And then they take on debt. They take on debt to then eventually pay the house in monthly increments and eventually be in the red when they sell, or sorry, be in the green when they sell the house. But that all that time before that, you're in the red. The only difference here is that you're telling them you have a certain amount of dollars that you make a month so then you can pay them back. Here, he's kind of doing the same thing where it's like, hey, I want to buy this business for a billion dollars. But, you know, I also have this, this, and this. But those were lies. More than likely, I could see this, you know, sticking. I don't know what, like, what that punishment looks like because I'm sure as a big business, that is very common to take out loans against fake assets and fake promises. Like, oh, well, we also have this product coming. So you can have a vote in confidence that this product will match the product that we launched, launched previously and will make this much money. So you can approve me for getting some more money. The American dream. And I was just thinking, like, I was talking to my brother-in-law last Friday where it's like, if he loses, or sorry, if he gets convicted for this and he can't run for president, will his fan base go over to Vivek? Now, these, this is, these are his words, his words being my brother-in-law. And I didn't really even think about, this, about it like this, but then we could see our first Indian president. Because in the two scenarios, right, you have Trump running against Biden, Trump winning. And look, I'm not a red or a blue, but I'm just telling you how it is. Trump wins. Next, you get into um, Trump getting indicted. Where does his fan base go? Which Republican nominee does it go to? So does Vivek look like a promising candidate? So could it go to him? And then we would see our first Indian president, which is so crazy to me. Like I already, I just landed on the moon and within a year's notice, I also became the president. The confidence I'll have walking around nowadays, you, you won't even like, don't even talk to me. I'm, I'm the president. I've been on the moon and what else? I, I made Google. What more can you say? What more could you want? It'll be interesting to see because I don't know this, this trial, I feel like plays a big factor on who will be the next president. And I don't even know for sure if Biden is the, you know, like that person that the Democrats will be putting forward. And also this whole system of the, hey, either choose this or this is the stupidest thing ever. I don't understand how it has gotten to this point where there is no way of a third party breaking into this two party kind of thing. <laughs> it's dumb. Anyways, on to my favorite subject, Coca-Cola. Now, I don't, for those that know me personally, you'll know that Coca-Cola is my favorite drink ever. Like, the shit is perfect. I would give up alcohol before I ever gave up Coca-Cola. Like, even at parties and stuff, if you ever offer me a Coke, I will be the happiest person alive. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't just drink this shit normally like, you know, like, like I'm drinking water because that's a little weird and... There's not anything to really wash down. But if you're having like, you know, some French fries, some chips, some fried chicken, anything, you're at a restaurant, you're having anything fried like or pizza and having a Coca-Cola, it's the best thing ever. And 
they are now releasing a new flavor apparently called Y2000. Why, sorry, the Y3000. Because the hope here is, one, they're kind of using this as a um, way of incorporating artificial intelligence into their product. Two, they're trying to turn this into a more hopeful future thing where the year 3000 is coming and we have concocted this concocted concoct Jesus Christ concocted this new flavor to sell to the public that also has this little twist to it where you can scan the barcode and then you know turn your reality that you see currently into a reality that may be in the year 3000 so overall am i excited for the drink yeah, <laughs> I am. Because it would be cool. The company says this soda was made to evoke a positive future with a label that has a futuristic feel due to its colored palette of silver, violet, magenta. All right, anyways, it's a cool product. And also, like, dude, I'm telling you, Coca-Cola is the best shit ever. I understand, like, look, you shouldn't be having more than one a day because of the sugar content in it. But growing up, having a vanilla Coke from like CeCe's Pizza or a Coke from McDonald's, and even now that Coke from McDonald's still holds so true. I know a lot of people love like cherry Coke, never really gra gravitated towards that. But man, I'd, I'd throw alcohol away in a heartbeat. That is honestly all I have for you guys this week. It's going to be much, much shorter than the usual, but I didn't want to miss a week, um, you know, trying to stay consistent. I will see you guys next week. Please, you know, feel free to text me, comment what you want to see more of. Once again, don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe. If you're watching this on Apple Music and Spotify, share it with a friend. It helps tremendously. Thank you guys that have shown support so far. You know, at this wedding that I was just at, people were talking about, oh, yeah, you know, I told this person about it, I told this person about it. And it, it's weird where I'm just like, damn, you know, like, I'm not used to this feeling. Like, I'm not used to people sharing something that I make like this. And so... The love has been greatly appreciated. I thank you guys again. I will see you next week and goodbye.